Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Welcome to the HP Podcast, your weekly show about video games from Ben, Dave, and Brandon. Speaking of the three most handsome men you've ever heard of, or heard, or that exist, seen, seen, Brandon. Uh, and actually, I, I don't know that everybody who li- <laughs> what listens to the show has seen all of us. That's you know, I can't, I can't guarantee that. So, Brandon, how you doing today? I'm doing well, man. We have a matching shirt on. We're wearing the same I shirt. Know. Not planned. No, but, I mean, I would never do that. But always enjoyable. Shirt brothers. Sisters, actually. That's what we are. Oh, shirt sisters. Yeah, okay. we're shirt sisters. Um, uh, than not twisted. to say that we are we are female, just that like that sounds like a sisterhood thing. Yeah, it does. Some of the traveling shirts or something. Sisterhood like of the traveling yeah. shirts. But I'm doing good. Yeah. Um, yeah, just good today. Good, good. Not too bad. A, a, a nice dreary uh, Tuesday. A nice dreary is yeah. that a thing yeah i like the rain i do yeah when i walked outside right before it was raining at my job in between buildings and i smelled that smell that like springy mm. right before the rain smell yeah god it just gave me some endorphins it 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 really did in the middle of my work day it was really what i needed i will say i like a nice dreary day but it needs to be about 75 and drizzling not like 65 <laughs> and drizzling. There's a huge difference there in that 10 degrees, I feel like. True. Uh, Dave is also with us. He has no idea. I said 75 and he thought we were on the surface of the sun. Uh, that is not the case. <laughs> David, hello. Hey, how you doing? Greetings. Is it rainy there too? Yeah. And it's, I love these days too, but it's got to be like a Sunday and not much going on. And, you know, yeah. you can light some candles and put your Jimmy jams on and, you know, really just live for yourself for the day. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. What kind of Jimmy jams do you have? I need to know. What I generally wear like shorts. So like uh-huh. gym shorts or something uh, with no underwear. Uh-huh. Oh, and then um, free ball. I have like black t-shirts I like to wear that are yeah. uh, pretty comfortable. But yeah, that's kind of what I wear to bed. What about you, Ben? <laughs> uh, to, to bed, I, uh, well, before bed, and honestly, since I work from home, most of the day I wear gym shorts. Nice. And I will I will pull off the no underwear thing when I'm at home a lot of times. Uh, but um, when it comes to bedtime, it just it's just me and the blankets, man. That's it. I really I thought... I don't need the shorts. I really thought Dave was going to say one of the jammies with the ass flaps. Was it just me? I was kind of hoping for that. Okay. That's why I asked. That's why I needed to get... Okay. Since we're at it, uh, Brandon... Yeah, your your what's your downstairs setup with your sleep? Downstairs mix up. Yeah, uh, <laughs> gold Greg. Pretty much the same thing. I'm a sweatpants guy too. Oh yeah, yeah. Even even in the summer, I keep the house super cool, mm-hmm. and so the sweats are always on point for I'll, sure. I will wear sweatpants in the coldest of days, but I will never. I'll wear shorts to bed occasionally. Yeah, but not not sweatpants. No way. Don't get me tangled up in that mess. Oh hell no. As when I'm sleeping. As little fabric that's not the blanket has to be touching me as possible. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah, that's it. I get it. Well, this is the show about our bedtime habits <laughs> and habits. Um, <laughs> also, sometimes we talk about video games. It's the HP podcast. We have a Patreon. You can help support us over there, as quite a few of you do. 
when I say quite a few, I mean quite a few for uh, for us, um, not in the scheme of things. But you can sign up over on Patreon for ad-free early access. Occasionally, we pump out a show called HP After Dark as well. Uh, you can get that at the $3 level. We've been slacking on that so hard. We actually just talked a little bit before the show. Uh, we need to have one coming up here. HP After Dark is basically just a um, uh, a show about whatever we want it to be. It doesn't have to be about video games, but sometimes it can be. Yeah, even more so. We have some special yeah. guests. Sometimes Dustin and Phil join us. Well, Phil, before he died. I thought uh, I thought it was intentionally not about video games. Well, video games always seem to come up. It's because what... It's just whatever we want to talk about. And sometimes the reason we have the podcast is we just want to talk about video games. Yeah. It's not like exclusive. Like we, I guess we don't want to make it to video game shows, but sometimes it creeps in because it always does. It, it always ends up being a lot about movies too and Pop-Tarts. It feels well, like. Yeah. And just like culture, I guess. Yeah. Sonic's come. Yeah. So, that yes, has been a yes, topic yes, yes. The, the uh, Testacuzzi. I remember that one. Yeah. So anyway, as for as little as a dollar, <laughs> uh, you can sign up for ad-free early access. We appreciate it. Um, most of you who are who are part of the Patreon are at the five dollar level, so we appreciate that very much. I had someone ask me recently if we could get a higher level, and I said I don't have anything to offer you for the five dollar level, other than your name in the credits, which I need to update this uh, this month. But uh, so I don't know what we would offer you for higher than that. But we'll find we can figure out something if enough of you want that. Anyway, let us know if you want something higher than the $5 level, as well as what you wear to bed in the Discord. Uh, we would appreciate that. Assless chaps. Uh, I want to see it in the Discord. All chaps are assless, please. Let's not get technical here, but oh, they... but they are. I guess you're right. Think about it. But you ever seen chaps that weren't assless? Those are just called leather pants. Wow. You're really opening my third eye today. <laughs> About to open something. <laughs> Ooh. About to open <laughs> Also, speaking of Discord, hang out with us there. Handsofandom.com slash Discord. Guys, uh, we've got a lot to talk about, yeah, but we, we have do. no structure for it. This is a, a free ball flowing show this week, and that's because we've had so many video game announcements in the past week. We uh, A couple weeks ago, we had the PlayStation Showcase, of course, and this week we've had the Summer Games Fest. Did we talk about Summer Games Fest? Uh, I think we missed it. Was that after the last episode? I think it I think it was. Well, we've got whatever we want to talk about from Summer Games Fest, from the Xbox Showcase, from the Ubisoft Forward, from Capcom. Capcom which, mess. Which, I don't we, know. We might not talk about that. Exactly. <laughs> so first, I want to just get our overall thoughts on what's been going on the last week, specifically since it's the biggest one, probably our thoughts on the Xbox Showcase, well, what we thought of that, our expectations. Dave, why don't you kick us off and just tell me what did you think of the Xbox Showcase presentation? It was good. Um, I think they gave people generally what they wanted. Um, they came out ahead of time and said, you know, this is going to be pretty much all gameplay. And, and and you know, you're not going to get any teasers or title cards only or anything like that. And I think that's what we got. And, um, you know, it was a fairly long presentation. Uh, and it was just kind of game after game after game. Um so, yeah, I think it was just from a high level. Uh, I was happy with it. Um, I forgot about Redfall, um, and I, I was excited to own an Xbox Series S, of all things, because <laughs> there's there's a lot of good stuff coming. Of course, uh, you know, a lot of what we saw is third-party stuff and, and not necessarily exclusive, but, you know, we, we obviously saw some of Starfield and uh, a little bit more of Fable, which is great. 
and uh, Forza Motorsport, which is good too. Um, so yeah, it kind of it kind of got the 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 shit taste out of my mouth from Redfall, and 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 has revitalized my interest in owning my Series S and and Game Pass. So I think I think overall that's good. And I saw some stuff. I I think I, I assume we're going to get in a little bit more detail about how we felt about Xbox, but. Uh, I saw some stuff I hadn't that you know I hadn't heard of before, and I was pleasantly surprised with, and and am looking forward to. So that's always good. Brandon, yeah. your thoughts? No, I'm kind of uh, in agreement with Dave there. I feel like it was a a pretty strong showing, um, all things considered. I feel like production wise, it was very interesting, uh, and one of the better ones that I remember in recent memory from Xbox period. Like I actually felt excited um while watching it so um no i just think they did a really good job and they really 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 i'm gonna hammer down on what dave said they really pushed the value every single time something came up on the screen right after what came up available day one on game pass Mm, almost everything almost almost everything almost which is more than you can ask for i know and it's like you know i would hope that most of the stuff there would be that way but it didn't have to be Right. And I and, and I think that was great. And I think that was really, you know, like a sticking point at the end of almost everything. It's that like Game Pass, Game Pass, Game Pass, Game Pass. And I think that that really shows value to the ecosystem. Um, and that's what this entire showcase was. I feel like I was surprised um, by this showcase. And, um, you know, I, I know it was way deeper of a dive into Starfield, and that's obviously really exciting, and we'll talk about it. But there was also a ton of other good things. So even you know at its highest point, which I feel like was Starfall or Starfield, Starfall, <laughs> Starfall, yeah, Redfall. And I didn't even uh, notice that one was announced. Starfall, yeah. Starfall. Um, yeah, just really good overall, um, and always good to see Phil on screen. Yeah, for sure. Uh, not dead Phil. Not no, our no, Phil. No, no, no. Spencer. There's a whole section of the audience that is like, well, why do these people keep talking about a dead okay. man named Phil? It's for us. He's not really dead. That but we, we don't that, know that where know he is. Of. That we know. <laughs> of. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think I agree mostly. I was, I will say at the beginning of it, a little bit disappointed that even though there were some things that were technically in-game footage, it wasn't gameplay as far as what we want to see from a game it was you know it was things from inside the engine in in the game but it wasn't here's how this game controls and plays right and i suppose you can excuse some of that because they did show us a good bit but yeah i I wasn't thrilled because i thought that xbox needed a lot more first party release dates i think that's that's essential not just release windows like it's essential for games that we've been seeing for three and four years and five years i think even one of them uh to have release dates right but i can't fault them too much because like you said they did bring them bring us a ton of information about other games coming to the service and i think that the reason we see so many of those game pass day one and game pass things is not just because they're exclusive to the system like playstation when they do a marketing deal there's some sort of exclusivity there whether it's temporary or long term most of the time but with xbox it's like if if you're going to if we're going to do any kind of exclusivity deal it's going to be a game pass deal and if it's a game pass deal we're certainly going to talk about it at our showcase so like there's a little bit of a difference in philosophy there and even though not every game we saw is solely on xbox like 98 percent of those ones we saw are day one game pass and that's that's exciting as someone who has like two years of game pass 
Hilltop right now, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Something like yeah. that. Like anytime it's on sale, I just buy it because I mean, the honest truth is I get enough value out of being able to play like a couple hours of one game a month that I that I might want to play but don't want to spend $70 on. It's totally worth it for me just to stay subscribed. Yeah. So anyway. Absolutely. Well, let's get into some of the specifics. We're not going to go beat by beat, talk about every single game unless that just ends up happening naturally. But that's the show is usually like an hour, hour and 15. We probably don't have time for that. But I want to start off with talking about uh, something that we're all probably pretty excited about, it sounds like. And that's Starfield. Gentlemen, I've been anticipatory towards Starfield for a long time. I was at the show when it was revealed in 20. I don't even know what year that was. I was at the E3 Bethesda showcase when they showed it off. And obviously we've been seeing more and more about it. And it's hard for me to get too excited until you start to see some real details. And I got to tell you, by the end of the 40-ish minute little special showcase that they gave us, I almost felt nauseous because it felt like there was going to be too much (laughs) in a good way for me. But Dave, I want to hear your thoughts. Hit me up what you think about Starfield and what they showed us. Yeah, I kind of came into to this weekend um, not super hot on Starfield. I just I don't know. I wasn't really at 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 the time looking forward to like another 60 to 100 hour game. (laughs) Yeah. Um, After. Yeah, I've played a lot of long games over the last little while. I'm thinking about like Cyberpunk and and all the stuff I did in Ghost of Tsushima and and now Tears of the Kingdom. And and I'm just like, ah, but I watched that showcase from Sunday and um, yeah, I think I'm, I'm all in on this. (laughs) It's, and you know, there there wasn't a whole lot that surprised me, but I just kind of think seeing, um, you know, how they're setting up the story and how this game's going to play out narratively. And I like the fact that you play as a minor. I don't know why I like that. You know, I, I think if you're playing as like a soldier or something like that, it'd be a little cliche, but I, I like that. It's kind of got that, a no man's sky feel where like, you're going to have to go out and spend some time actually um, exploring, not just like the, the people and, and settlements and stuff, but also the kind of flora and fauna of all these different worlds that you're going to be exploring. Um, I also like the, the aesthetic and they, they specifically said in the trailer that we were going for lo-fi over sci-fi. So that was cool where like, you know, the ships all feel a little bit dated and, and kind of taped together and stuff like that. And, it kind of made me feel like they were bringing that fallout kind of vibe and feel to Starfield. And I, I wasn't really expecting that. I thought it was going to be a little bit more mass effect when it come, came mm. to its representation of, of sci-fi, but I don't know. I like it. I like the, you know, the characters that they've shown off and, and your little ragtag group of, of, of kind of explorers. And then you've got like the business guy who, who seems like he's kind of got ulterior motives. So, um, yeah, you're right, Ben. This 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 could be a lot, but I mean, it it you know there, there's people who played Skyrim for ten years and only Skyrim, and it, right. it looks like this is going to be the kind of thing that's kind of setting up that way. So, um, yeah, I mean, regardless of if you if you buy this on on a Game Pass subscription or if you pay full price, it looks like you're going to get your money's worth. Um, I do question the performance. I am a Series S player uh i do not play game pass games on pc i only play on my series s so i do kind of wonder how this is going to perform day one on series s uh i my expectations are pretty low um i think yesterday they came out and announced that you know it is in fact going to be 30 fps on both series s and series x which 
Series S, I expected X, I was a little surprised about, but Mm -hmm. in any case, um, yeah, this is, this is something I, uh, I think I'm, I'm a little bit more hot on than I was, uh, coming into the weekend. So curious to see what you guys think about it. Yeah. Brandon, let's, uh, let's go to you. What are your thoughts on Starfield and, um, how many frames are you expecting on your PC? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, hopefully 60 (laughs) locked, um, at least, uh, we'll see. And I agree with Dave. I think that 1440p 30 frames a second is even an ambitious achievement for the series s in my opinion based off the scale of the game the game is insane um so <laughs> i'm i'm genuinely wondering how they're gonna man like i'm i would assume that 1080 30 frames would be way more achievable but apparently they want to try and push the envelope so i guess we'll see um more on that but i'll definitely be playing on pc um because i'm not i'm not going to be doing the 30 frames but um yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat as Dave, to be honest with you. I thought that the information that we got about it before was very intriguing. Everyone was making, not everyone, people were trolling saying it was like No Man's Sky. And the reality is, in a lot of ways, guys, it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's so much more than No Man's Sky in so many ways. I don't want to minimize what they showed us or what it seems like it's going to be in the game, but there are definitely some aspects to it that heavily reminded me of that game. Um, and, you know, even more, um, I feel like Starfield reminds me of the way that No Man's Sky talked about No Man's Sky before it came out. Like, I feel like this is what maybe closer to what they wanted it to be. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with Dave. I think that overall it has a really awesome aesthetic to it. I think that a 12 month delay on a game like this I don't know if you guys saw the photo floating around of how different like the same city looks in 12 months and between the lighting mm-hmm. um, and all the extra detail. I feel like yeah. this is the perfect example of sometimes delaying your game can do magical things. And I'm really hoping that there's a polish to it. I mean, this isn't the first time that Todd's come out and said that <laughs> things just work, essentially. That's not what he said this time, but right. he, he kind of was like, we really want this to be a perfect experience in 30 frames a second, yada, yada. So I guess we'll see what happens when it comes to the game itself at launch. But I love the aesthetic. I think it looks really cool. I love all of the customization you could do to your character um, and the ship specifically. I think that's a really cool aspect of it that is going to like open up huge amounts of possibility. I feel like this game is going to be very deep in a lot of ways. Um, I think that what we saw, even though some of it probably is going to be kind of intimidating, I like what they did with the UI. I feel like that was kind of a standout element mm-hmm. to it. I feel like it all looked pretty clean and was kind of d- digestible, even though it was a lot. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, it honestly reminds me of if Fallout, um no man's sky and uh dead not dead space what the fuck is the game you were saying earlier with shepherd mass, mass, mass effect had a baby you yeah. know with the companions and everything so yeah um yeah i surprised me it surprised the hell out of me to be honest with you um and i haven't walked away from a showcase like this with this long of a presentation going from like eh, i don't know to like yeah i'm definitely gonna get this and I have Game Pass either way, so I was probably going to try it. But now I'm like actively interested in pursuing this even more. Like I'm going to be there for yeah. sure. So, so the other thing I, I wanted to point this out because I wanted to know your opinion on it, Brandon. Um, was the shooting looked like quite 
like like tight for for a Bethesda yeah. game. Way better. I know like we've before. had like first person shooting in Fallout before, but all the guns yeah. were kind of taped together and stuff. And it, I I think it was supposed to feel janky. And then you know with Elder Scrolls, it's it's first person melee combat. But right. this looked pretty good for like yeah. a Bethesda shooter. No, absolutely. And I mean, there was even notable improvements from Fallout 3 to Fallout 4. So I feel like with years of experience, it's going to be even better. Um, I I feel like that was one of the worst parts of No Man's Sky was the combat. And I feel like if this game can shine in that way, it's going to be so much better. I love the functionality between third and first person. Um, I think that's really awesome. And I love when games do that to give you variety. Um love the fauna and the flora like you said dave that was one of my favorite parts of no man's sky was just seeing the oddities of all of these planets um and to touch one more thing about what you said about the technology and dave i feel like sometimes when they go too futuristic with the with the looks of things it actually looks worse it does the opposite effect of what it's attempting to do it actually ends up looking worse the more high tech you try and make it look so i'm glad they kind of went with a retro futurism. Like, I feel like that's part of the aesthetic I was talking about earlier that I think is really, really cool. Um, so, yeah, and I mean, honestly, it's like, it looked very much like Fallout dialogue and everything. Like, it, it feels like it has a little bit of a lot of their games, and I feel like that's something really cool. Um, did they show any footage of you, like, actually taking off from a planet? Because I didn't catch that. I, I they, they showed ships taking off, but I don't know that it was from the perspective that we'll see in game. Okay. I think it was like I'm, that ghost camera. I'm curious about that. Yeah. My favorite part of the Starfield showcase was when Todd came out and said, now, just in case this game isn't enough, do you need a watch? That was kind of... No, I, I, yeah, I legitimately it, enjoyed that. It and was honestly, cool. I want that watch, but I know I will never be able to wear it because I'll be afraid of damaging it. And then it would just sit somewhere and then I just have a smartwatch that doesn't isn't operational and i can't do that to myself probably like 300 dollars. i think it is 250 300 it's probably sold out honestly but no i am uh very impressed with starfield and i have and many of the same things you guys have talked about dave as far as the shooting i think it looked way better than the last time we saw it even uh maybe that's just because they didn't show it to us and maybe it's because they've worked on it so much i don't know but my the thing i'm anticipating most about this game is if the ship and crew customization is as detailed as they show that it is and i have no reason to think it's not i'm probably going to get lost in that aspect of the game the the most sim management aspect of the game more than the exploration just because like that is that's my shit well dude it's it's like you have a mobile base to build ben and you could build a base on a world correct so you're like doing double duty dude you're yes. gonna be you're gonna be able to build a and crew management like i, I get know. to recruit people and i get to put them on my ships and i get to assign them to do different things and Man, I'm gonna be woo, a warlord. You're gonna be I'll all in, what. all in, dude. Uh, <laughs> pirate Ben. As far as the uh, the background thing, you talked about how you can customize your character, and yeah, of course, we want to be able to customize the way our character looks. But just the fact that you can add background attributes to them as well, I'm hoping that's as deep as it seems like it is at this point, because that aspect of being able to like actually be your character, to actually like give them a backstory, give them uh, a little bit of heart and a little bit of meat to them, ooh, meat if you know what I mean. <laughs> that That's really exciting to me. Dude, the RPG, the like in your brain RPG. Yes. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So I, yeah, I think it's going to be huge as far as I think, you know, we need to talk about it. The 30 FPS thing. I think this is a game where I can forgive it for being 30 FPS. And I don't, if, if it's actually going to be stable and look really nice, I get it. I understand. 
But with that said, I will not be playing it at 30 FPS if I can at all help it. I'm going to be playing it on PC. I was going to be playing it on PC before anyway. So that wasn't really that big of a concern for me. I do wonder if the average, we've talked about this ad nauseum in the past, but like, does the average person care? Because it seems to be that even the people who normally care are like, yeah, that's fine though, because it's, it's a Bethesda game. And I'm wondering if like the, does, is the average consumer going to give a single shit? (sighs) Yes. And no, I feel like, I feel like most people will not, but there's also a sect of the average gamer that just plays Call of Duty or just bought the Series X. And, most of the games are at 60. So I feel like that's like very visually noticeable. Now, whether they will care or not, I have no idea. That also depends on like how it ends up looking. Right. Um, but will, I guess the, the bigger question is, is that going to affect sales on this oh, game? Absolutely not. Right. I mean, a broken game doesn't affect sales, Ben. Uh, that's a great point. So what the fuck with 30 frames a that's second? That's a great point. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's so if they can manage 30 frames a second, you know, if it works, then that's more than most games put out. So, yeah. Well, maybe not most, a lot. Yeah. Anything else on Starfield? I know, I mean, honestly, we could probably talk about it for a year, uh, but... They showed so much. They showed so much. They showed so much. Yeah, it was just... Yeah, it was a lot. It was like... yeah. I don't use this word very often, and I'm even hesitant to use it now, but I am uh, actually now... Erect. I'm actually now erect. <laughs> I'm excited for Starfield okay, now. I'm sorry. I'm not going to go as far as to say hype because hype is like a definition of a word that doesn't include me. Uh, but I'm excited to see to see it coming. Yeah. So. I do wonder though, I, and I don't know if they went into this at all in the showcase, but like there's all these planets and there's like settlements. It's like so a like, thousand planets? Yeah. So does do, do most planets have like a city? And then if you leave the city, it's just sort of like, nothing well well so that was the huge problem with no man's sky is everything no matter how much they added from base game everything feels so empty because planets are so fucking big yeah so i really wonder how they're going to combat that i mean they showed off cities that were bustling right Mm -hmm. which is way more than no man's sky has even at its most Mm -hmm. you know i appreciate that game for all it is and all it's done (laughs) since launch but um I really was wondering the same thing, Dave, is like, you know, they said some planets will be, you know, exploding with life and other ones will be desolate with minerals. So I'm imagining there's going to be an in-between, but I still cannot fathom that it is going to feel like an actual planet. Like I can't, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong here, but it might be better than No Man's Sky in the emptiness region. I'm specifically worried about it because of the procedural generation. We know that some of it's just going to be AI, artificial, you know, whatever, procedural. And so I do think we're going to see a little bit of that. And I think until they, I mean, maybe they've done enough work on it. I don't know, enough polish. But I think we are going to see a little jank in that. In that, like, you go to a a planet and it's like some weird amalgamation of five other planets that doesn't really make sense. But we'll see. Well, didn't he... didn't Todd literally say it's the least janky or something? Didn't he say that exactly? I don't remember. And that, once again, but... you know, I'm not taking anything. You know, the the man, the myth, the legend says. It's, yeah, it's Toddfield. I mean, on on, on PR well. speak on right. the on the showcase, but yeah, yeah, it's really interesting. Just kind of uh, 
kind of went 180 for me since the last time we saw about it. It was kind of weird how they showed that gameplay before. Like, I feel like they should have split it up, in my opinion. Remember the oh, last the videos we should... Maybe they need to work on it since the last time the last trailer we saw. But oh, I, they definitely did. But I feel like maybe they wanted to create the buzz and the mystery around it. But I feel like this could have easily been two different things. But maybe that's just me. What this game was originally supposed to come out in the in the fall last year. Uh yes, yeah, yeah, I think like yeah. right after the showcase last year, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. yeah. So they definitely needed the time, or they wouldn't have taken it. Yeah, for sure. I'm glad they took it. I mean, I'm always uh, here on this show. We always say a delay is a good thing. Even the games I've been the most excited about. Here's what I do find, though. I find that when games that I'm really excited for get delayed for some reason, when they finally come out, my my hype level has decreased. Hmm. I'm hoping that's not the case. Also, I have a hard time with getting back to games like, for instance, Atomic Heart. It did come out at a weird time when I was traveling for work and everything, but Atomic Heart, I was so excited for it. And then it came out and people were like, ah, it's got some problems. And it was like, I'll wait, I'll play it. And now I'm like, oh, do I play, do I play Atomic Heart now? Like, is that, do I want to play Atomic Heart? You got nothing else to play. (laughs) But but when is that ever going to happen? Like, I'm going to have to make time for it. So, and I want to still, but, but I guess my point there is I don't feel that way about Starfield. I'm more excited for it now than I was a year ago. Yeah. when it was originally supposed to come out. so They definitely did what they were trying to do mm-hmm. by having this showcase. So, yeah. Well, let's, uh, let's move on and talk about another game. Dave, you're not much of a, uh, of a Fable guy, from what I understand. No, that's Brandon. Brandon is not much of a Fable guy, but I want to hear his thoughts on it first, to just hear from someone who's not at all familiar with the series. Yeah. To talk about what we saw from Fable. I mean, the trailer was a whole lot of cinematic. I mean, it was really nothing, to be honest with you, substantial. The idea of it looked cool, I guess. But based off of what I've seen of Fable, having almost literally probably I've watched maybe 10 minutes of gameplay max my whole life. (laughs) it, It doesn't look like what it used to. Obviously, it's much newer, but um, I don't. I can't find a connection as to how this feels like a fable in any way at all. And mind you, I understand that we didn't see much other than cinematic, but I guess it looked cool. I don't know, a giant person, giant pumpkins. (laughs) I don't know, man. I really didn't know what to think. And I'm excited to hear what you guys think, having experience with the series, how that made you feel. I mean, I guess it's probably exciting to know anything, but... Yeah, I, I don't really know how to feel after watching it, if I'm going to be honest. Dave, thoughts on Fable? Uh, so first, I just want to say, um, so I didn't watch the uh, the show live, uh, mm-hmm. but I just happened to be standing uh, looking at my phone when I knew Ben had just gone live. So I just quickly pulled up YouTube and the and it loaded like right in the second where that dude from Freaks and Geeks appeared, and then it said, "This is Dave," and I just thought it was funny the, the exact second night. Yeah, yeah the, was it Freaks? No, the, the IT crowd. The IT crowd. Yeah, yeah, yeah that guy. And it's, yeah, yeah. I just thought it Richard was funny that, that the second that I, I pulled it up was when it flashed on screen. This is Dave. Um, <laughs> but so yeah, I, I have some experience with Fable, uh, the series, not as much as Ben, but more than you, um, Brandon. Um, and I really like this series, but, uh, to kind of 
validate your feelings, Brandon. Uh, I felt quite confused by that trailer. Um, I don't know what it was, and I, I haven't really come out of seeing that um, kind of knowing what the new fable is actually going to be, other than you know, it's 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 got this kind of dark comedy sense of humor about it. Uh, there's something with big people and little people. Um, yeah, I, I'm just kind of confused. Maybe I need to go back and watch it again. But um, yeah, that trailer left me not feeling any more excited about it. Um, I still like Fable. I still want to play the new Fable, but I'm I'm not really sure what it is. So yeah. that, you're not alone there, Brandon. <laughs> you're, yeah. you're really not alone. I, nobody farted on anybody in the trailer, so I wasn't sure. That you know of. Okay, I guess that's fair. Yeah. I've played the first three, the the original three fables, um, at least twice. I think I've played the first fable three times, two of which were the lost chapters, uh, expanded edition, whatever. And so I, I feel like I know fable decently well, and I'm excited for fable. I want something that captures that same spirit, gives you that same kind of energy. Of course, now so many RPGs are inspired by fable that it's hard to really say, well, this is Fable because it's really like now it's like every other RPG. But with that said, I thought the trailer was fun and interesting, but I have no idea what the game is going to be like and why it is Fable. I think it looked cool. The graphics engine they're using is obviously amazing. They say that that is all in-game footage and actual gameplay, I guess, for lack of a better word. They said that like right on the bottom of the screen at during that trailer. And I I don't really understand what that means. Is does it mean it's in game or does it mean that's gameplay? Because it looked like just cinematics within the yeah, game. Yeah, it it did. So maybe I'm totally wrong and maybe it is like actual gameplay. But the point remains that it did not give me any indication at all yeah. of what the game is going to be. And yeah, you get the tone and you get the spirit of it and everything a little bit with the, you know, the, the sassy, sarcastic British wit. And that's what we want from Fable. But I don't know what the game is going to be still. Right. I don't have any idea what the systems are going to be like. I don't know what the exploration is going to be like. I don't know if I'm going to uh, be that character, if that's just an example of a character. Like, I, there's so much about the game that I have no idea. Is there a good and bad system like there that's, was in the original That's Fable? what I was thinking, the, the karma system, essentially. And I think if this were a reveal then that's okay that we don't know that. But this game was announced, was it four years ago-ish? Three to four years ago? And this is what they brought us. It was just really disappointing to me. And they didn't put a release date on it or a release window. Did they say 2024? I don't remember. I don't even know if they said 2024 or not. So whether they did or not, it doesn't matter. They still didn't give us like a window necessarily, unless it was a 12-month window. So I was a little disappointed by it. Am I excited for Fable? Yes, but I don't even know if this is Fable or if this is just some new game that has the Fable name. Well, so here's what I thought, right? Do you know how from God of War 3 to the new God of War, it's like such a clear different game? Yeah. And it it grew so much over the years. But like the difference between God of War 3 and what was that? 2016? No. 2018. 2018 is that when they came out with, hey, this is big, this is new, this is different, Right. they showed a lot of gameplay. 
Well, they also said, here's Kratos. You know Kratos. Right, exactly. And like those two things combined, I'm just like, as someone who doesn't have experience with Fable and knows a little bit about it, not much, but I'm just like, even for someone who knows about it, it's just like, what are we looking at? And I'm not to not to say that if this didn't have the Fable name, it might not be intriguing to look at because it was all cool. I mm-hmm. mean, it was a cool idea. It's just very confusing that the Fable name is attached to this, at least based off what we've seen. Yeah. Um, at least to me. So, Brendan, so you've never played any Fable game? Zero. Okay, but you have Game Pass Ultimate. Yes. Okay, go home, download it onto your Xbox, the yeah. original Fable. Yeah. The one that's on Game Pass, it's going to be in 30 frames at max. It's fine because it's an old it. game. Yeah, I could do it. And play the original Fable. Just do do yourself that favor. I promise you, you will enjoy it knowing you. Okay. Um, and then you will be even more confused about what this new game <laughs> trailer was supposed to be. Yeah, it's just, I don't know, man. Very, very strange. Yeah. I have all well, the faith in the world on Playgrounds. I know that there have been some development troubles, as I've talked about here on the show in the past. I don't know that that's really been public publicly acknowledged necessarily but i think there's been at least one reboot since we saw the reveal from my understanding um but that shouldn't matter if they're going to show the game they need they should have showed uh what the game is yeah i'm just trying to think of what the angle is yeah is like i don't know man that's a weird one for especially for a series that is so beloved yeah like i feel like they had to have known how confusing this would be yeah i'm just saying go play regardless of there being a new fable i think you should play the original fable yeah no no i've i've had it suggested to me many times and also fable 3 some people shit on it i think it's great most people say that fable 2 is the best one i think fable the original is the best one but that's also because it's the original and like that's that's (laughs) where that's where my loyalties usually lie is like the first game in a series i play is usually my favorite but uh, I played them all like as they came out pretty much. So I would encourage anybody to just anybody who hasn't played any fable, just go play the first one and don't even think about the other two. If you don't want to, whatever, it's fine. You don't have to play them, but I think you should. Everybody should play fable. If you're an athlete, you know, the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Dave, talk to me about Avowed. Well, we saw more of it, which is good. Uh, this is a game that we've seen kind of not much about, but kind of it's been intriguing because it's Obsidian and um, it's it's it, it, it isn't shying away from the fact that it is heavily inspired by um, the Elder Scrolls games, uh, but with a lot more color, which I think is cool. Uh, a little bit more style to this game, um, and uh, I think I think it fits nicely in Xbox's upcoming library. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's looking good. I think this was announced for. It was also one of those 2024, which I think is is a nice 
Um, it was lining up well for Microsoft because, you know, we had, uh, you know, Redfall, Forza, Starfield this year. I think Avowed might be a good one to sneak in for next year. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this is one that uh, that is shaping up to be pretty good. And, um, yeah, it hasn't really changed too much either. So it's, it's, it's kind of in... It was announced, it, it, and people just right off the bat were like, this is 100% Obsidian sticking it uh, to, to kind of the uh, the uh, Elder Scrolls thing. But um, yeah. yeah, this is definitely on my radar. So, Brandon? Yeah, I'm in agreement. As someone who is a huge fan of Skyrim and the Fallout games, um, Obsidian or otherwise, uh, just this type of game is interesting to me. I will agree with Dave, is very notably more colorful um, than some of the previous Obsidian entries. Um, I will, ha- I, I, I do have one critique about it and maybe this is just a critique of games now in general. I feel like post Fortnite, things are so fucking cartoony. Every other game is super. Now it's not a critique on the color. Cause I like the color games can be colorful and not cartoony. And I do like when games are stylized, but I feel like it threw me off a bit. How cartoony and wacky this game looks. Maybe I'm the only one here, but it looks very cartoony to me. And I that's not necessarily a negative, but it did kind of initially, my gut reaction was to be a little bit turned off by it because of that reason. Um, I don't know why. It seemed, I, I think if that's how it had been revealed, and this is part of my critique on it too, is that if, that, if it had been revealed that way, okay. But what we saw initially compared to what we saw in the showcase seemed very different. Yeah. And I don't know the Valve is going to be, I think it's going to be great to play. I think I even said this online and maybe in one of my videos that it doesn't look all that great to me, but I have faith in Obsidian that it is going to be fun. It's going to be good. It is going to be deep and have lots of lore and have great gameplay. But I just wasn't a fan of the way it looked. I don't know why, if it's because of my expectations from when they originally showed it to us or if I'm just expecting something totally different. But yeah, yeah, I just, I don't know. I'm kind of with you, Brandon. Yeah, I I think it looks, I I still don't know what it is. I don't know. In between like the skeletons and stuff, I'm like, this looks a little generic. It looks like something that was built in Minecraft's creative engine a little bit to Mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm going to be honest. That's just what it kind of looks like, which that's a little harsh, but I agree. I I don't disagree. Look at some of the stuff that's built in that engine. Yeah. You know, and you know, I'm not trying to take too much away from it because I still do think it's probably going to be cool Yeah. Um, just based off of the merit of who's making it. And I do love the idea of more things like Skyrim being made because what is there to say about that? I mean, it's just a wealth of things can be made and learned from that game sure. um, and have. Um, so now I think this is going to be good overall. Um, I guess I'm more excited having seen more about it than I was before. Um, not nearly as excited as some of the other things I've seen at the showcase, but um, definitely one to keep an eye on. And that's day one game pass too. So yeah. isn't it? Well, yeah, it's first party. That's what I thought. Yeah. So definitely going to be checking that out. Um, so Brandon, you mentioned a couple times before the show, you wanted to talk about clockwork revolution. Yeah, man, this game looks interesting. Um, who's making this? I don't even know. In exile. I don't even know what else they made. Um, I'll get you a list here in a second. Anyway, um, I thought this game looked interesting. I didn't know anything about it. I don't know if this was a reveal. Was it a world premiere? Uh, Yeah, it was. It was. Okay. Yeah, it it definitely intrigued me. 
I feel like I keep saying things and I don't want it's they sound very negative, but I feel like this game wants to be Bioshock Infinite really bad. Like the aesthetic reminded me so much of Bioshock Infinite um, and obviously another legendary game. So I'm not trying to take away from it, but um, I love the time aspect. I think a lot of games have tried to do a time aspect really interestingly um like death loop and everything like that and it always just feels like base level it feels very shallow so i'm hoping that this game can really capitalize off that if that's its entire thing i guess that was death loops too but anyway um yeah it it looks cool man uh it definitely has a really interesting art style um i love the whole steampunk aspect um kind of looks old to me in that way because i feel like steampunk kind of fell off a little bit um but maybe that's just my opinion. Yeah. Uh, so to answer your question, the two games from NXL that I've ever played are the original of the Bard's Tale, which came out in 2004. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Wasteland 2 came out in 2014. Okay. They did not do the first Wasteland. They did Wasteland 2. They did a remaster and they did Wasteland 3. And they did not do all the Bard's Tales. They did the first one and then they did uh, the fourth one. I don't think they did anything in between. I think those are the two you would have heard of. Gotcha. Um, knowing your gaming history pretty decently. Yeah. So definitely interesting. I'm always uh, about the first person shooters and I love love the uh, the time shifts and like them blowing up buildings and then rewinding all of that. I thought the particle effects looked pretty cool. Dude, here's the thing for me. It doesn't matter. I love steampunk and I love ti- messing with time. Do this is your game. Anything this with those game. two things in it is exciting to me. Yeah. I very much agree. Yeah. Dave, what do you think about Clockwork Revolution? Yeah, it's uh it it looked okay. I mean, coming from In Exile, which is is not really a developer that's really made anything that's um kind of uh resonated too much with me. But yeah, it's got an interesting style. I agree with you, Brandon. It it clearly seems to kind of have uh inspiration to that kind of pseudo steampunk world um is that being a little bit overdone though i i feel like that's we're what, seeing that's what i thought dave i feel that's like we're seeing that a lot yeah. lately um and and we haven't seen too many hits with it either but what, what else uh, pardon my uh my aghast nature at this my gaping mouth uh <laughs> when you're what what else what else has been steampunk lately like the last the, the thing everybody keeps comparing it to is bioshock infinite which i agree it does have some of those same vibes, but I guess the pop culture relevance of steampunk is like yeah. done and gone. Atomic Heart, I think, had a lot of That's uh, fair. steampunk. Yeah. I think yeah. there was that other there was that other um Souls like game that came out uh earlier this year. Um I think Spiders was involved in that game. I can't remember the name of it, but uh, there's been quite a bit of steampunk. Okay. Uh, floating around i I don't think it's overdone yet but it's i i feel like we're we're seeing a lot of it right but in any case the game the game does look interesting what is it this is totally unrelated but steampunk and cyberpunk mm-hmm. i've what actually read these definitions before yeah. and i can't remember what well, like what, what's the punk from like the punk like you just add something to it and at the beginning and it's that i guess so it's like defining a genre, kind of. It's like, I don't know. Action punk. Gore punk. Horror punk. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. What is, I what guess is you the can punk, make What is your... this punk thing? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it's sure. like a qualifier. Yeah. I Guys, think the word punk is used to, to kind of denote like an offshoot of uh, mainstream society. Sure, I guess. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think so. 
Okay, that's fair. Well, I'm sure someone will correct us or educate us. Yeah, like counterculture. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay, so I don't want to spend too much more time on specific things, but I want to hear anything else you guys found super exciting from the Xbox showcase because we also want to talk about the Ubisoft stuff uh, or Ubisoft or Ubisoft uh, or however you pronounce (laughs) it out there. Yes, Uh, Dave, what's something else that stood out to you from the Xbox showcase? Um, I'll go quick here because there were two big ones for me. Uh, One was from all of your favorite developer, Don't Nod. Um, oh, my God. Of Life and Strange. But they showed off a game called Jusant or Jusant. Yes. I don't know how to pronounce Jusant. it. Excellent um, art style. It looks like a fun and simple kind of uh, platforming game in, in a big and interesting, yeah, vibey world. Um, really artsy, really cool. Uh, I was looking at it and I was thinking, this looks like a game that I can play uh, in a weekend and and in between all the avowed and starfield and, and stuff like that i'm like this is kind of nice i'm glad that there's some of this in here um so that one that's one that stuck out to me and i'm I'm looking forward to playing the other one was from capcom uh and i i assume capcom went into this a little bit more at their show but it's called um kunitsugami path of the goddess this is yeah. Whoa, (laughs) third person action hack and slash like uh, Japanese folklore, but with like a super psychedelic mushroom kind of vibe to it. Uh, Just stuff popping out everywhere. Really weird, um, but looks like really crazy, artistic, frantic combat. Um, So, yeah, the Jacent and uh, Path of the Goddess were two that that really jumped out at me from the uh, Xbox showcase. Nice. Brandon, what about you? Anything else that really stood out to you? Forza Motorsport. Okay, let's talk about it. Let's talk yeah. about it. I don't have to talk too much about it because it, it's just this, like the new iteration of the same thing that comes every other year. Um, but coming off the back of playing GT, I'm really excited to play something on the track again. I'm slowly and steadily becoming a track guy where I was actually completely turned off by that before. Mm. Maybe it was the NASCAR being at the 24-hour Le Mans that really got my American blood pumping. Mm-hmm. Dave, and I took a I took a page from your book. I was I was um while they were doing the Le Mans, I was playing the track on uh on GT Sport. It was actually super fun. I I built a Camaro and painted it the same color and beefed it out. It was super fun, but Back to that game. It looks awesome. Once they stopped shirking off General Motors during the presentation, I was super excited <laughs> to see everything else they had to say about it. Um, but yeah, it just looked it it looked good, um, and I'm excited to play another Forza game um, coming off the back of uh, last year. Really, really enjoying that. I think they probably just keep learning every year, and those games always come out amazing. So um, something, and Dave will agree with this probably. Something that I love about the Forza games that GT can never do right is I want a lot of cars. Mm. I want to drive all the cars. I want to customize all the cars. And it's so difficult in the economy of GT Sport, or I'm sorry, Gran Turismo 7, um, to get all the cars. Everything is just so expensive. And that's, that, that, that is a problem I do not have um, when playing Forza. I feel like I can play and do whatever I want uh, in a very easy way. So... Really looking forward to that. I'm excited to rip around some tracks here in a couple months, really soon, October. So, The uh, other thing that surprisingly stood out to me is Towerborn. Yeah. 
the new game from the folks, I think Stoic, who developed the Banner Saga games. And Banner Saga is a group of games that I always thought looked interesting. And I just kept waiting for them because they said they were going to, to bring them to Vita and they never did. And then I never played them. So the, now I'm like, man, how many hours do I have that I could go and maybe play some other games uh, that I missed in the past years? Uh, not enough. That's the answer. Yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, Towerborn uh, action RPG. Just the art style is kind of up my alley. And the fact that it's like it's it's like a it's not turn based, but it kind of seems like it could be turn based. But it's obviously, you know, very action RPG focused. Um, just everything about the game looked really interesting to me. I did something that I never, ever do. I went on to their website and signed up for their insider program, which I won't be able to talk about if I do get accepted into it. But I'm like, I'm not an early access guy traditionally and not definitely not a early access for the sake specifically of being like an insider and helping them develop it. But for whatever reason, I just thought this looked really fascinating to me. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, it is the the art style is simultaneously not my thing and very much my thing i don't know how to describe it okay it just really it, it appealed to me uh whenever whenever i saw it but uh, i'm sure there was more that we could talk about and we will talk about in the future ad nauseum but i want to get into the ubisoft 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 uh, <laughs> i don't even know how to pronounce it anymore because every person who works at ubi that pronounces it says it differently but Brandon and Dave, I think you guys watched more of this than I did. I, I read the highlights and watched a few little things. But Dave, talk to me. What's what's something from the event that you saw that stood out to you? Uh, Prince of Persia. Hmm. Um, I don't know if this game is replacing the remake that we were supposed to get. I think they canceled it, dude. Yeah, I, I think there were rumblings that it was being the, the remake was being remade, but in any case, what they showed was great. Um and we've seen reinventions of Prince of Persia before. Um, you know, we had the the game from I think it was like twenty tens where it was kind of a cell shaded reboot, and that game was great. Um and obviously Assassin's Creed is technically a reinvention of uh, Prince of Persia. Um but I like that this is kind of it's 2D, it's going back to basics. Um, Metroidvania, like they described it as a semi-open world, a lot of cool combat abilities, um, really sort of AAA style uh, graphics and stuff, you know, just because it's on a 2D plane, a little bit more simple that way. They haven't um, cheaped out on on some of the visuals. So I really was excited about, about Prince of Persia and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing a lot more. Um, I think that's coming out next year. Um, but yeah, that's one that... I, I guess we could have guessed that we were going to get some Prince of Persia, but this is not what I was expecting at all. Um, so that's one that jumped out at me. Uh, we saw Avatar um, and K. I mean, it's <laughs> the, the problem with an Avatar video game is like the movie itself already looks like a fucking awesome video game. Mm -hmm. So like, the game they showed kind of just looked like a, a slightly worse version of the movie. I think, I don't know if that makes any sense, it but makes I was, sense. Yeah. I was looking at it and I'm like, you know, what James Cameron can create is, is going to always be better than this. And, um, you know, it looks fun. Like you get to ride like the, the reptile birds or whatever. Um, but then there was like some clips when you were like doing just first person, like shooting combat and stuff, which didn't look, great i understand narratively why it's in there but 
Um, you know, Ubisoft, I still think does open worlds pretty good. Um, but I think at the end of the day, this is going to be a fairly mediocre open world game kind of set in a licensed world. You know, if you were always looking for a way to kind of explore um, Pandora, then this is probably going to be the best way to do it. But I, I don't know. It just, it didn't really hit for me. Um, you know, Pandora, Far Cry, is kind of what I'm getting here. But uh, yeah, I think those are my two biggest takeaways. I do want to talk about Assassin's Creed, but we can kind of do that separately uh, yeah. if you like. So. Brandon? No, I I was going to talk about uh, Pandora a little bit as well. Get into it then. Yeah. No, I, I'm actually repulsed by the entire IP. Oh, God. Uh, entirely. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, fa- I found the video game to be... Didn't you go see the new... Fuck Avatar no. with us? No, I thought no, you no. went with us. No, 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 no. Okay, that's me and Dustin and Jason. I think I don't know what it's been, but I've always like had a visceral negative reaction to this entire blue people phenomenon. Is it the tails? I don't know what it is. I don't like it. Okay, but that being said, I feel like it will be a fine video game. I agree with Dave in thinking that it's from Ubisoft. It probably will be something similar. Everyone keeps comparing it to Far Cry on the internet, and if it was that at best mm-hmm. i think that would be fine i feel like it's probably going to be absolutely fine and i'm even surprised a little bit by some of the combat i don't think it looks particularly good mm-hmm. um but i think it's passable so i'm really expecting this to be just a completely and utterly mid game um with mid everything everywhere wow um so i don't know what it is man I, and i'm sorry if people are excited for this game but i just Dave said it more eloquently than I ever could. It just looks fine. Right. And the world is fine. Just are you kink shaming like the blue people of yes, now? Okay. Absolutely. Just making sure absolutely. we get that out of the way. Um and I guess nothing else really like super duper stood out to me in this showcase except for like X Defiant. So I talked a little bit about this um last month um when it was popping up everywhere. There was some closed beta access. A lot of big streamers were playing this game. They kind of laid out a roadmap which it's fine. Oftentimes, roadmaps are make me feel conflicted, mm-hmm. um, but it seemed pretty solid, and there will be open betas coming in the next month or so, I believe. So really interested in trying this game out. Everything that was surrounding the uh, closed beta seemed pretty positive, and I'm always looking forward to playing another first-person shooter, especially one that feels a little bit like the old ones. Yeah. Um, and I don't know how else to describe it other than that. So Right. Yeah, just excited to see what Ubisoft can bring to that uh, to that field and uh, always looking to give Call of Duty some competition. Now, I'm not saying it's going to be a killer or anything like that, a Call of Duty killer, but if they can keep them on their toes, everyone wins. So excited to try out the beta. We'll definitely be checking that out. Brandon, real quick, this is unrelated to, to Ubisoft. Did you see, I think there's going to be another playtest for the finals? Oh, no shit, dude. I want to play so. that. I, don't, I think so. I'm going to have to peep that. I wonder if it's open uh, or if it's closed. Let's see here. That game it's definitely looked... closed. Oh, is it? Okay. But it doesn't mean you can't get an invite if you yeah. signed up. I don't know. Um, I could be totally wrong here. I searched for the finals on uh, Google, and I got a bunch of stuff about uh, basketball. And literally on Google's page, there are fireworks going off. So oh my. Um, I don't have any information about that. But anyway, Dave, let's talk about Assassin's Creed. Dig in. They've really, re- they're playing it safe here. Very, very, very safe, um, which is okay. I was, when they kind of started to show off this game, um, 
there, there were some like cinematic cutscenes, some conversations going on. And I was looking at it. It was like, this doesn't look great. Like Valhalla kind of looked better. And I keep reminding myself, and I, I think everybody else needs to remind themselves with this game. This started life as DLC. So let's just kind of temper our expectations a little bit when it comes to size and scope. Like this, this is not going to be, uh, and they kept saying like, we're going to make, go back to basics and, and keep it a little bit more of a focused uh, kind of experience. That's because that is what people want. But again, this started life as DLC. <laughs> it wasn't meant to be a full game. And I don't think Ubisoft Bordeaux has handled something this large before. Um, but yeah, so when I started watching the trailer, I thought it looked a little rough, a little bit step back. But then they actually went into the gameplay and I thought, okay, this looks quite good. Um, and one of the first things they showed us is some parkour. And we're right mm-hmm. back to where we were with Assassin's Creed 2. Uh, with you know that really tight focused city parkour which is what i want um everything else kind of again looked like we were going right back to basics which again is is a good thing i was really happy about um it they they kind of had a bioshock or sorry not a bioshock um uh, a dishonored kind of thing where it's like you approach like a little compound where you have to assassinate and you can kind of go in a few different ways uh, so again, that's really good. Nothing new there. The only thing that was new that I saw was they had like um, a Splinter Cell blacklist kind of like assassination thing. I think this might have been in the Mordor where like you could activate an ability and like tag three enemies and then trigger it and you would quickly assassinate all three. Looks really cool. I don't know if it feels all that great. You know, the first few times you kind of pull it off, it's like that looked fucking awesome. But then once you do it a few more times, it's like, I'm not really doing anything like this. <laughs> this is kind of simplifying everything. But for the parkour alone, I think I'm in um, because I just I would do that for hours in the in the original set of, of Assassin's Creed game. I would just love running around these perfectly designed cities, um, you know, mapping out these courses for myself, because remember, this is a series that was built on parkour. Like, that's what it was for. Um so I'm glad to see that this is really kind of kind of going back to basis. But again, if you're looking for, you know, that 60 hour experience, I, I don't think you're going to get it here. But ultimately, yeah. I think that's a good thing. So, uh, yeah, I was happy with Mirage. I think it's exactly what I'm looking for for a new Assassin's Creed game, because I'm not I'm not interested in the giant scope we've seen in recent games. Not to say they aren't good. Everybody loves them. They sell really well. I'm just interested in the old thing and that's i get it i get it i want something that was done 15 years ago but it was done really well and i liked it so (laughs) that's what i want and yeah they're going to continue to pump out those giant games too there's no doubt about it but that's just you know i don't want that that's not what i want so i'm happy for the people who do want that that they're getting seemingly pretty good games Um, but i'm just much more interested in the old assassin's creed style and length and you know it's all about the length that's right if you think about and it and the girth was there anything else you guys wanted to discuss about any of the recent game announcements we've seen um things going on in the industry in general whatever anything else that you know just little quickies here no 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 uh, i thought just... that lord of the rings uh the lord of the rings mining game from uh where the, where the dwarves are in the mine and it's like a survival game and you build and stuff. I don't remember what it's called. Return to Mordor or something like that. Not Return to Mordor. Uh, sounds like Rock and Stone, brother. Yeah, that's what I was going to say is it's like a more of a survival kind of um, Deep Rock Galactic. So 
I don't remember what it was called now off the top of my head, but I'm I'm into it. Speaking of Lord of the Rings, you see Embracer talking about the IP today. I saw Embracer. Yeah, we we could talk about that briefly. Yeah, Embracer they were, has been acquiring everything and just took a huge dump. Well, they just they were just saying how they want to make Lord of the Rings like a huge thing in the gaming industry, and it's just like when. Yeah, I didn't see that specifically. <laughs> I swear I saw that earlier today, and I was just like, "Well, you didn't. You're not doing it yet. Yeah, <laughs> you're certainly not doing it yet." But yeah, basically, I mean, uh, Embracer has been gobbling up tons of stuff all over the place, and they just like kind of announced they're going to have to can a bunch of it and probably close some studios. Yikes! Which I think everybody saw that coming. Yeah, you get too big. Yeah, too big, too fast, too much money, not enough output. Yeah, or too much output, and that people can't buy more than one of your game a week. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. Dave, anything else that you wanted to, to, to bring up, discuss, et cetera? Um, yeah, just quickly on Star Wars Outlaws. We saw finally oh, yes. seen gameplay. Um, it looks good. Uh, I, I I hope we're not getting to a point where we're getting too much Star Wars games um, because I, I don't know. Yeah, anyways, but the, the one thing that stood out to me about this game is um, Han Solo always had his blaster pistol that, like, he didn't use it very often, but when he did, it sounded like like an awesome, like OP little hand cannon. Uh-huh. I thought they nailed that well, very well in the in the trailer that we saw. Like when she did a little bit of stealth, and then when she whipped out her gun, which I assume is inspired by Han Solo's um, blaster, like that thing slapped. <laughs> like mm-hmm. it went hard, and you could kind of switch between shooting modes and stuff like that. So uh it's just a little thing the weapon but uh i think that's something that stood out to me but i'm looking forward to seeing a little bit more from star wars outlaws me too i uh i actually i don't know if i want to see any more from it i kind of just want to play it i kind of just i'm just ready it's fine i I, you know how i feel i i've softened a little bit especially with trying to have a little better you know opinions for the show and doing youtube videos and stuff and discussing on different podcasts I, i want to have a little bit more knowledge but i'm still very much uh once i'm in i'm in and uh yeah i'm in that was one of the early showings at the xbox showcase that was very obviously just a brand deal that is not going to be a game pass game but that was um that's a big one so i kind of didn't expect that to be on game pass since it's not from xbox i guess but well we're at that point in the show where we asked dave what he's been playing um well this is kind of related unrelated but uh i finally bought an sd card for my uh nintendo switch uh so i'm in the middle of a move and stuff so most like my my ps5 and my series s will probably be in a box for a little while but my Mm -hmm. switch is always handy so um you can play a lot of shitty third-party ports with 128 gigabytes (laughs) i tell you you what so obviously the onboard storage is terrible and I would always do this thing where, like, I'd play Super Mario Odyssey, uh, and then, you know, when I wanted to play Monster Hunter Rise, I'd have to delete Odyssey, and I just got sick of doing that, so I finally bought an SD card, and... Um, I'm surprised you made it six years, Dave. Yeah, yeah. That's Again, impressive. I didn't... I played my Switch very casually, but when I did play, I was playing one thing. Right. Um, but anyway, so uh, I've still been playing a lot of Tears of the Kingdom. I'm... This game is really dragging on for me. Uh, it's still a quality game. I'm still having some fun, but fuck, it it, it just keeps going and going and going. Um, so, yeah, I'm just towards the end, I think. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, now that I have this SD card, I've been, I, I jumped back into Monster Hunter Rise, um, which there's, the good thing about the Monster Hunter games is, like, if you play them at launch, 
if you put them down and then come back to them in a year, there is an ass ton of new content to play through. So um, I'm just starting to to kind of relearn the game and stuff because it's it 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 takes um, you know some time to get back into. But the good thing about being at that point is like if you want to try a new weapon, it's the perfect perfect time to re- relearn it. So uh, I'm trying out Sword and Shield, which is something I've never played with before. I've either been Switch Axe or Insect Glaive. Um, so playing with Sword and Shield is it's cool because it's a lot faster um, than the other two. Well, not th- than Enclave, but um, yeah. So Monster Hunter Rise, I might pick up Sunbreak. It's like forty bucks right now. I'll I'll kind of decide if I want to um, put that much time into some more DLC. But um, I, I I I did watch Capcom's uh, thing. Um, it's kind of I, I was doing something else and I had one eye on it. Uh, no new Monster Hunter yet. <clears throat> excuse me, which is disappointing because. Um, you know, I think they're done with Sunbreak updates now, so you assume that the next big Monster Hunter is coming, like the sequel to World, but nothing yet. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Just Zelda and and uh, Monster Hunter Rise. So, yeah. Brandon, uh, well, been playing some GT Sport. Mm-hmm. I keep calling it GT Sport. It's not GT Sport. GT7. Okay. Um, so I've been playing that on and off again. Dave was talking so much about it, and he has been for months, and I hop back in. I just kind of get a refresher from Diablo. I've been playing a lot of that. So just kind of popping in and out of that in Diablo for a while. Um, fun as always. Just a just a quality game. Really excited to keep playing that. Um, there's incentive to come back every day. I yeah. get my miles, and then I get a reward, and then I can stop playing. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, yeah, that in Diablo. Um, I've slowed down a little bit. Um, is a game that I'm just excited for the long haul in. I feel like that's the perfect way to play it. I feel like I see a lot of discourse on the internet about people getting burnt out already, and I'm just like, idiots. This is a game that you don't play all day, every day for... This isn't Call of Duty. You're talking to gamers here, okay? I know. But it's just like, this is a long haul game. This is something you're going to be able to come back for years yeah. and play. Um, so... Yeah, I'm just trying to make my way through the story now. Um, I feel like I'm a, probably over halfway done. I've been doing a ton of side shit, um, and I have a second character made now. So um, I've been playing that with my fiance too, which has been really amazing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just just enjoying that. Got them out. So it's made a lot easier to traverse. Nice. Yeah. I've been playing a good bit of Diablo as well. That's the, been the majority of what I've been playing this week. And I'm getting, I'm like in the mid 40s level now. I've finished Act 3. Oh, no, I'm almost finished with Act 3. And I'm thinking that once I finish Act 3, it's finally start time to start um, drilling down and actually paying attention to my character, probably respecking entirely and trying to get gear that actually suits things. The, the one thing I love about Diablo is that you can just kind of play and click and you're fine. Or you can really get into the nitty gritty with it and really be a powerhouse and that's even better and of course you have to do that once you get you know past the story and end end game uh kind of content but especially if you want to do any kind of pvp um but for me so far that's i mean i've just been enjoying the story and enjoying you know playing with the buddies and stuff like that and then the only other thing i've really been playing is under embargo technically till thursday and the show goes out on wednesday to patrons so i can't talk about it yet but it is a it's a spoopy game uh, I hate the word spoopy. I don't know why I said that. It's not even a word. Um, but yeah, so I'll be talking about that. I'll have a video up for that on um, on Thursday. I think it's Thursday. And then I'm sure I'll be able to talk about it next week. So that's it. 
Don't forget about our Patreon over at patreon.com slash handsome phantom. You can sign up for as little as a dollar a month. That's less than 25 cents an episode most months and uh, help support us. Get the show ad free and early access. Of course, you can support us for any amount you want to. We only have tiers up to the five dollar level, but you could support You could you could put down a hundred bucks a month. Jeez. If you wanted. I'd, I think you're insane. <laughs> but if you wanted to, you could upgrade past the point where we have perks. We appreciate it. Uh also for free or for paid or whatever you want you can go over and join our discord over at handsomefandom.com slash discord if you happen to sign up on the patreon and you are already connected to your account you'll get a little badge in there in in the discord and um you know be be known as a a paying member but of course you don't have to do that we love you as much the same maybe even more don't tell the paid people though they'll get jealous (laughs) if you're if you're in the discord and you like just want to be there and you're not paying to be there that's impressive you know, like appreciate you just it. want to be there. Yeah, appreciate it. I've said too much. That's it for this week. We appreciate you guys hanging out, and uh, we will talk to you next week. We've got some exciting things coming for you in the future. I don't want to say too much, but you'll be glad to see it. Thanks. Take care. Bye. The HP Podcast is brought to you by our patrons over at patreon.com slash handsome phantom. Thanks to our producers, Grabalicious, Christian Snow, Rainick, Chris Bylock, Derek O, Nuke Dukum, Brian Parrott, Htrons, Maurice Bays, Passive Pixels Edwin Castillo, Boots, Poot, Jared, Josh Cummings, Edward Walton, Charles Peterson, Toby Ryland, Wormhat. <laughs>